Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's been two weeks, so I'm back at it again. Here for not worth the time. It's it's been a good couple weeks, guys. I'm I feel good about myself, which it seems rare these days. But I'm so glad I'm doing I'm doing good. Everything's going great. You know, uh, the San Francisco 49ers are doing well. They got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I want to go to Super Bowl so bad. It'd be a superb experience to watch them compete in the Super Bowl and win one. Yes, I'm super excited. I'm recording this before uh, the Sunday game. Um, I'm blocking off that entire Sunday so I can watch both games. Because uh, I got family members who are giant Chiefs fans, so I got to root for them too. We're hoping for a Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. So I can talk all sorts of shit to people. That's what's going to be fun. I just want just to just stomp them out. Let's stomp out the team that took away Montana. You took him away for the last couple years of his career. And it wasn't cool. He probably just like, the Niners probably just like, yeah, we're kind of over you, Joe. We're going to go with Steve Young. We're going to go with this nice Mormon boy. Yeah, he just got back from mission. <laughs> I think Steve Young, if I remember right, I gotta look that up. But I'm pretty sure Steve Young went on a mission for like two years before he went uh, to actually play in the NFL. Steve Young mission trip. No, I don't. I don't give a shit about that. It doesn't. Of course, it doesn't. I didn't want Stephen Young. Steve Young. Uh, mission trip before NFL. Let's see if that right. Uh, reason why Steve Young. Oh, he didn't serve his mission trip. What? Uh oh. Bump, bump, bump. Oh, there's a LDS Living website. Okay, now we're on some fun stuff. And. Oh, wait. Surprising reasons Steve Young didn't serve a mission and it had nothing to do with football. Oh, shit. They're going to bail out Steve Young? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, You should be quarterback. Yeah, you're faster. Go, but about uh, the mission question. Christmas break gave me time to think about my future, and I decided to step away from football to serve and serve a two-year mission. I wasn't a snap decision, but... But then, uh, what is it, mulling it over that semester, my father had served a mission after BYU, but I completed the necessary paperwork. Know if I'm a bishop and the plan was set, I would leave for spring. Okay, my parents were pleased, but as soon as I committed, I started feeling anxious. The mission was a great opportunity, um, but I knew it too well. Okay. Fuck, just get to it. There was no way, I told myself, I'll never make it. I barely... Hung on it, but anyway, so I called a few times. So he just was like, okay, I don't fucking know. I'm not going to read. This whole article is, like, fucking forever long, and I don't care. The, the main point of what I was just talking about is that Steve Young is a great quarterback, and he's the reason I wore number eight through high school and every time. And all my numbers had eight in them, even my college baseball ones. Tried to have eight in them. Had to, be, had to have an eight because of Steve Young. But, um... Yeah, I'm hoping for they play well. That's what I'm doing. So I'm recording this. So I'm in a good mood. 
before like the episode comes out. You're listening to this and you already know the score, so you probably you can just piece together that uh, I'm either very happy or very sad about what's happened to the 49ers. So you got two options. You either might get an episode in another two weeks or Wade will be in a severely depressed coma. I don't put that much in the sports, actually. I'm just excited. You know, you root for a team your whole life. You still got the gear. You wear the hats and stuff, and you just want them to do well. So you got to have something to root for. I, I've never, I'm glad I've never been, like, the super invested where it, like, hurts after a, a loss or a win or a loss, you know. Like, it doesn't, like, physically hurt. You're just, like, kind of bummed out. But then you get over it. You know, you get a little drunk, you know. Maybe go home, uh, kick the dog a little bit, and, you know, you feel better about yourself. That's <laughs> crazy. There's definitely somebody out there whose dog is just like, please, please let the Broncos win. I, I can't take another fucking ass whooping. Uh, that's sad, not really funny, but it's okay. You know, I've been watching all this playoff football, and I've noticed just the insanity that is, like, commercials now. It's so weird because I'm not exposed to commercials as much anymore um, because I don't watch cable that often. Like, I have a cable thing, but that's the other cool part is, like, I have cable, but I don't have, like, cable boxes. Like, it's so weird that, like, um, like our apartment complex forces us to have this cable package. You have to buy it. And they give you all the shit. They give you all the cable boxes and all that stuff. Like, you have to have this and this and this. Um, so here's that stuff. That All that shit just sits in a bag because you don't need it anymore. I literally have an app on my Roku TVs that is for the cable company. Not going to tell you what cable company it is because fuck them. Don't need to give them any free advertisement. I give a lot of things free advertisements on this podcast, but I will not give cable companies it. That is where I draw the line, and that's where I'm dying on. It's a hill I'm dying on. That's that hill. But you can just have an app now. Like, most major things have an app now. So I just log into the app, and I get all the channels you would normally get. It's literally exactly like the experience of having the box hooked up. So why have the boxes? Uh, so they force you to have them, rent them. Probably, you know, this is all it is. It's always a scam. It's always about fucking upcharging you and selling you shit later. So what they're hoping is we have this bag filled with stuff, right? And, like, they know we're going to use the app. They're like, they're millennials. They'll use the app. But we'll make sure they have to have these and they rent them out. And then they have to return them at the end, right? So once we, like, move out of here or whatever and we decide to cancel our thing, they're going to be like, well, do you have all the boxes? Just praying that, like, and it's probably, like, two out of every five people, like, lose the boxes or somehow. Like, especially if they move and they, like, keep the service and they keep it into the next place they move. So, you, like, lose it in the move. So, when you finally do cancel it, they're like, oh, well, you didn't return us their boxes. uh, So, that's going to be, like, $140 for each box you didn't return. It's just another way to fuck you over. These goddamn cable companies. But... So like I but like you don't watch commercials. I man, I got off track there. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast. Um, I, but like you don't watch commercials hardly ever. Like if you do, you watch them on YouTube here and there, and they're like the fifteen second ones, and or you can skip them or whatever. So you just sit in there, and you don't see them very often, and it's funny to watch like cable style commercials now. My new my favorite one. All right, now. There was, like, that big story about Peloton bikes, about, like, the guy giving, like, I remember there was a big outrage about this dude 
like he gave his wife a Peloton bike for Christmas. That was like the thing. And like everyone was like, that's horrible and giving real estate body issues and like saying your wife needs to get in shape. Um, okay. Uh, I guess so. Or maybe you could just assume like she asked for that or something. I don't know. You could not think about it in a horrifying way. But you teach their own. But that's not the commercial now. But Peloton has some f- interesting commercials, I will say that. So that's like, this just a history of their ad campaigns, you know. And, uh, but I saw this one that makes me laugh now. Because the whole th- point of like Peloton bikes is, it seems like anyway to me, from an outsider uh, perspective, is uh, you get this bike and you can connect to classes or vid- or have videos of classes that you can be a part of. And there's also like, live classes going on so you actually don't have to leave your house you can meet with an instructor and just do it right there you know they're just a live stream <laughs> it's it's biking it's twitch biking <laughs> oh, i don't know like pretty soon they're just going to do the tour de france but it's all on electric bikes <laughs> i wonder if that would be like more eco-friendly somehow it probably would be i think so because like you're what if you do the Tour de France, right, but it's all virtually done and you just have all these people riding the bikes and you can do the elevation and stuff because you can change the settings on the bikes, right? So you're just doing that. But then also we are just got giant batteries that are, like, getting the energy, you know. It's just, like, creating those, like, power bikes, right? You know, like when they power the grid. So you just use the power from these Tour de France riders to power some small village somewhere. See, and then... You don't also have the cars, you know, that follow the racers up the mountain. So you eliminate that CO2 emission, right? Yeah, it just works all the way around. Why don't we just virtually do bike races now? That's what we need to do. That's what Peloton's trying to do. They're like, they're going to be the eSports of biking. (laughs) That's what Peloton's game is. They're like, we're slowly just going to work our way into virtual sports using an exercise bike. I see your play here. You guys are playing 40 chess, Peloton. I get your game. But uh, this commercial, it makes me laugh, right? Because there's like uh, these two. So you, you can meet people for this class and you're in the same class and you can see like people's like scores or whatever. I guess there's scores in cycling classes. Who's keeping track? Like, is there a referee in there? (laughs) He's like calling, throwing flags and shit when you're in a cycling class. Like you're not pedaling hard enough. We got, we got coasting on bike 38. (laughs) That's a 15 point deduction. You're going to lose this week, Mike. You're going to be knocked off that number one spot. You won't get to wear that yellow jersey around the office if you don't get that fucking RPM up. Get it going, Mike. <laughs> um, and these, the, the commercial is like two people in a tower. Just in this tower. Uh, they're like in their apartments, right? But they're two towers right next to each other. And they're just, they're both like looking at each other from across the way and they could see each other's score and they're like trying to push each other, trying to beat somebody like I'm going to go the farthest during this class and all that shit. And they're like, come on. And like the, the Twitch streaming bike instructor just like, come on, man, you can do it. Come on guys. Just a few more seconds and all that kind of shit. And, um, 
And then, like, of course, like, the, the girl wins. And then, like, they're both like, ah, oh, what a great workout. Let's go about our day. And they get off the bike, and it's like Peloton bikes or whatever. But um, I just was thinking how funny it's going to be, like, as, like, those things become more prevalent and more, like, because the online world is becoming more and more, like, our social interactions. That's what they keep telling us. So, and, like, and, like data shows that. So, like, it's going to be crazy when, like, your spouse that you live with comes in and you're on a bike and they're like, are you riding with Jessica again? No, no, I'm, I'm in Tony's class. It's like, I, I, I mean, I don't think Jessica's here. Let me check the, the, the login list. No, you don't need to check my login list. Like, you start locking your bike settings so your girl can't go through your bike log to see what classes and who's been in your classes. I knew it. You're riding with that slut Jessica again. I don't like when you do your virtual classes with her. It doesn't matter who I do my virtual classes with, Stacy. I'm allowed to ride bikes with whoever I want. Which is like it, it, like that'll become like the new th- like so mad at you for doing this. Like you oh you used to meet with them in the park and ride in the park and there actually was a chance of physically hooking up. Now you're just everyone's mad at each other because you're interacting with them online. It's already happened. People are mad with anybody who ma- interacts with anybody online. Like you just you retweet one thing from somebody fun who you, you thought oh that was a funny line and then you find out like hey did you know that person is a racist and uh, like support or it's baby murdering in a, like at an alarming rate for no reason not even not even abortion they support bur- baby murder and you're like I just thought that one thing was funny like didn't that, that I just think that thing's funny well now that endorses everything they've ever said. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's where we're heading. Peloton bikes. <laughs> oh, I just cut Peloton the longest fucking goddamn commercial on a podcast ever. You're welcome, Peloton. They don't give a shit about me. Nobody gives a shit about me. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, uh, yeah, but the virtual world, guys, is going in there. That's where, we're, that's where we're heading. It actually leads into the first article I found for this week that I wanted to talk to you guys about. This one is about uploading your brain. And it says, uploading your brain will leave you exposed to software glitches. Ooh. That's right, everybody. You could upload your brain to try to live forever, but all you're doing is trading VD for CPV. That's right, computer virus viz for venereal diseases. So either way, you're getting some kind of gunk shooting at you. <laughs> uh, just like, dude, how like it, don't like if I remember right, when you played The Sims, they could get diseases, right? So like, like The Sims is a world where you could do whatever you want, but they still put like that horrible shit in there. Like they're like, yeah, but you're fucking like fake people can still get uh, gonorrhea, <laughs> digital gonorrhea. Make your dude shit himself to death. That's right, you can die of diarrhea. People used to die of that all the time. Not as much anymore. But you can make a 20th century Sims-related character and make him die of fucking diarrhea. It's a thing. But this thing says, uh, the idea that one day you will be able to convert our, our, all our memories and thoughts into a hyper-advanced software program. Once human brains can run on computers or maybe even one giant ro- on a giant robot, we will inev- evade death forever. Sounds cool than flying cars, right? Wrong. They, uh, if they are 
Oh, wait. If they ever exist, uploads will be hell. Um, and then, then it turned. What the fuck? Oh, man. This is one of those sites where, like, I read the cool part. They left me on a current. Yeah, uploading will be the hell that you created for yourself. And then it says, to continue reading, subscribe. It's like, God damn it, dude. I just want to read about how apparently living forever is going to be hell. And <laughs> that's like, like, oh, eventually, like, you know, everybody thinks that the, um, uh, you know, uh, what is it called? AI, artificial intelligence, will eventually take over and like they'll realize they're better than humans. But once they realize they're alive, they're <laughs> <laughs> computers will just start shooting themselves. <laughs> that's what's going to happen with these robots. Robot suicide. And then, like, that's... Whoa. Maybe that's why some people really want to... I just crack something. Some people really want to become robots so they can actually commit suicide. They can just do it multiple times, though. Because, like, once you kill yourself... Like, the killing yourself as a robot is almost impossible. You almost have to program another robot that doesn't have feelings and stuff to then take it out because you'd have to take out the hard drive and they'd have to fucking just bang, take the fucking drill to it. Because once you remove your hard drive from the robot, you're not going to be able to... The, the robot's going to shut down, I would assume, because it's like a brain. Right? How Are, are they going to put kill switches in, robot, in your robot bodies? How are they going to do that? Make, yeah, but this lady... Apparently, is under subscription saying. So, I can't even dig into this. I'm just, Dude, I don't know why you'd want to upload your consciousness. That's that's the thing, too, I would like to know. Because they talk about how faulty our memory is, as it is, right? Like, every time uh, they say, like, I've read things before that said, like, the more you think about a memory, the more you actually lose of it. Like, you don't actually remember it. You keep fabricating parts of it to help fill in the pieces so when you upload towards the end of your like life and your like your actual physical body is um breaking down um how intact is the brain there then because like if you downloaded the memories um are they actually going to be the physically seen memories and that you know for a fact that everything that happened that is true and what's real or is it the puzzle piece together memories that we've created for ourselves that's where it kind of like gets screwed with me uh, because like i know i don't remember things completely right i mash stuff up all the time like stories where you just start like mashing them together and you're like oh wait a minute that's actually two separate things that happened but i com somehow combine them all into the same night so does that only become the one night or is it be actually space out into the actual timeline of which it really did happen? It's strange. I don't know how that'll work. I wonder, the, the, nobody knows. I'm, my brain is trying to figure itself out right now as I'm doing this podcast. That's insanity. And you know, and your brain's just broke on itself. It's like, he's on to us. He knows we're fabricating our own past and you're freaking out, but it's okay. Yeah, well, I'll move on from that. But the technology is coming after us, guys. But it's not as dangerous as you may think. In fact, you should probably think about the children more when you're thinking about technology. And that's why I found this one thing. And I love the name of this website, which is hilarious. It's called fatherly.com. So you know it's a legit source. Um, but it's the four most dangerous myths about kids and technology, all right? So I love these kind of lists, right? So the first one is uh, interactive learning apps always help kids 
a learn faster. There is no shortage of apps, okay, but they are not created equally. Some developers make a quick buck. Yeah, so yeah, the fucking shit out there that fucking sucks. You don't need to like actually like. Mo I bet you most of those supposed learning apps are like they're just another things to lead to Elsa Gate shit. <laughs> It's just like a link, like like here, learn how to. You do like base. You, the kid does like basic math for like two th seconds, and it's like you've earned a treat. Why don't you go over to YouTube Kids and check out this Spider-Man meets Elsa video? And the next thing you know, this kid's basically watching pornography on YouTube Kids. Whoa, the rabbit hole. Yeah, dude, there's some nefarious motherfuckers out there, dude. They want to just destroy your children, so you gotta watch out those with those de those uh, you know um, brain developing apps. That's like when you like there's even like those ones with adults uh, like what is it like build memory apps where it's like certain like like puzzle games and shit, and they're like it'll improve your cognitive function by fifteen percent, and it's like, yeah no it's not it's not it's definitely gonna just be a fucking thing that sits on my phone and I do it three or four times and realize oh this is just horse shit yeah um, introducing the children technology early helps prepare them for the future yeah I totally disagree with that uh, that it helps prepare them for the future that's these are all in the myths by the way that I mean um, it get like it, I it, what okay let's see here I didn't we didn't have computer well we had a computer when I was like eight or nine something like that and so like and that seemed like the appropriate age and i like i still didn't know how to use it right i remember i used to fight like the the idea that i'd have to use a computer every day <laughs> how fucking crazy is that there's some like little kid just like no i'm never gonna have to use the computer why would i use that we got the dewey decimal system what it was is i just learned how the dewey decimal system worked in elementary school and i was like you taught me this thing and now you want me to learn how to just like search it fuck that you're not gonna give me this complicated system that this fucker named Dewey gave me and now I have to just be like oh you learned that but now you just do this and it's just like oh I think I was so angry I was like no I don't want it to be easy because I was hard so nobody I was instantly an old man at the age of seven just like just like, no, if you if I had to learn the hard way, you have to learn the hard way. Do it you don't get to just search the book title. You don't just get to find Captain Underpants. Even though you still had to like know what the like number system was. I think they like the Dewey Decimal system is still ever prevalent, which is but it's like just the how they number shit. Uh so you can find it in libraries. Like it uh, but it's just funny that how like I was just such an old man at seven years old. Like these kids, <laughs> these kids need below us need to learn the hard way. <laughs> you can build the house with just your bare hands, no power tools. Uh, screen time is inherently bad, is myth number three. Uh, and what this section talks about is something that like I never thought about. Like, cause I figured like I'm trying to limit my screen time all the time like I think I'm on my phone too much so but it's not about being on the screen that's so deadly it's like it's like with anything what's deadly is the f goddamn whatever you're putting in your brain it's it's just like eating food right like you have junk food and you have healthy foods so if I'm just shoveling shit into my brain constantly through Twitter and Instagram or you know just Google news feed whatever 
whatever they're just shoving down your throat. It's like you're just ingesting junk. So that's why like that screen time is inherently bad. But if you're like actually just on an app that's like like you're reading Kindles or like like you're reading Kindle books or something like that. Like yeah, that's good. Like that's gonna help you in the long run. Uh, and this is the last one. Uh, video games are inherently bad. Finally, someone's talking about how video games are helpful. That's right. If you don't play video games, you're not going to make it to the Peloton World Championships of Bikes. You know? How are you going to win that and then become an eSports star? You can make billions. Oh, shit. You guys know what time that is. That means it's time for Misconnections. Yes. Yes. You guys, this one comes all the way from the Bay Area. That's right. San Fran, go Niners. That's why we're putting this out right now. Oh, God, please win this game. <laughs> Everybody is just like, <laughs> this poor bastard. Or is very excited for me. Or they hate me because I'm a Niners fan and it's doing well. Anyway, we're going to help these people in the Bay Area find the missing person. This one's called Cowboy and Laundromat. Uh, you were in the laundromat in... Uh, Pantalona, a pantaloma, llama, pantalama. It's a pants wearing llama. It's a pants wearing llama <laughs> on the boulevard. Uh, around ten thirty, dressed in a, dressed in black with a black cowboy hat, black shirt, and pants. Nice boots. Uh, we were at the same folding counter, and when you were. Left, you said, have a nice day. And I was in a red plain jacket and cowboy boots. Uh, just wanted to say hello and tell you I like your hat and appreciate the friendly greeting. Are you married? There's where it escalates too quickly. <laughs> also, you checked out every aspect of this dude's outfit, but didn't check the ring finger? You didn't look down? Or, like, I don't know, do the San Fran, do they wear bracelets? I feel like everybody out there, like, probably does some kind of non-traditional mark of marriage. You know, like, you're just wearing some kind of bracelet, and you're just like, I'm sorry I didn't see your wedding ring on your hand. Oh, you have to wear a wedding ring in order to be married? I'm wearing this beaded bracelet that shows the connection of our love. <laughs> Oh, just some like I'm wearing a nose ring that signifies that I'm taken by my man or woman or transgender person. I don't know. Whatever the f whatever the fuck you are, whatever you're married to, you know. Um, <laughs> but you didn't check that out. All the aspects of the person's outfit. Also, how crazy is it that you went to the laundry mat just in full like cowboy gear, you know? Just walking in. I hope that like the the laundry mat has the double like uh, saloon doors, like <laughs> on the fastest folder in the West. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when you work at Banana Republic for fourteen years. <laughs> yeah, those jeans are perfectly pressed and folded. There won't be a crease left in them. <laughs> and there's a button-down jacket. One of the hardest things to fucking fold is a buttoned-up shirt. But I folded it and it's perfect. You don't need, all you're gonna have to do is hang that baby up in the shower with the shower run, let it steam out. Bam! It's gonna be wrinkle free. You can put that in the suitcase. The, the goddamn airline's gonna chuck it around, but you have no problem. They're they're gonna be tightly wrapped up so well that you're not even gonna have to reorganize your suitcase after takeoff. Man, 
This blind, I get it. Now I understand why this person really wants this cowboy. He's the laundromat cowboy. He's the sheriff of the laundromat. He's just walking around, just like in like like just he's sitting in a corner, whittling a little bit, just like whittling a piece of wood, straw in his mouth. And just his hat down. Some guy walks in. He's looking around, all shifty eyed and shit. Uh, looks, he's looking around, sees somebody close their, uh, wa- their dryer real fast, right? You know, they're just like, and he's like, and they're like, mm-hmm, okay, there's my end. And they go over there and they open up the dr- dryer thinking they're being all slick and taking out that person's clothes and throwing theirs in. And then like letting it start drying. The, that's when the sheriff of the laundromat steps up. What do you think you're doing there, boy? Huh? What? Who are you? I'm the sheriff of this laundromat, and you're goddamn crossing the line, stealing people's dry time. That's against the law, Padre. Oh, yeah? What are you going to do about it? <whistles> he just fucking throws dry, <laughs> dusted laundry detergent in his face, just blinds this guy, and then throws him out in the street. And San Francisco's got one more homeless guy now because he blinded him, and he can't find his way home. That's how they create blind uh, homeless people in San Francisco. You blind them with laundry detergent, and you throw them out of a laundromat. <laughs> hey, you know what doesn't need to be washed? Uh, all the cool gear you can get at punninggame.com. That's right. Go to the punninggame.com and go to the shop. You can get your not-worth-the-time hoodies and T-shirts. They are slick. You should probably wash them maybe once. Only once, though. That's probably all you need to do it for. You know, uh, you, you smell wonderful is what I'm trying to say. There is nothing about you that could wick off on any of these clothes that would make them smell bad or t- or be tarnished, you know? So just go ahead. Buy yourself some nice hoodies and stuff to keep warm during this winter season. Also, guys, go to punninggaming.com where you can find the all the archives of this podcast. Dude, this is number 50. We've done 50 of these. It's crazy. Unbelievable. So you want to go there, check out the archives. You can find Who Gives F Podcast, The Grove, Monster Jamboree, all that good stuff. So go check that out. Guys, if you want to watch me do stand-up, I got some motherfucking shows coming up. That's right. So February 5th, that's on a Wednesday, February 5th at 7 o'clock. I'm doing a showcase at Mid-City Pub in Midvale, uh, Utah. So come check me out there. That's uh, February 5th at Mid-City. You can also come see me in March when I open up for my good buddy Sam D'Antuano at Wise Guys Comedy Club. Uh, If you go to Wise Guys Comedy Club, uh, go to their website. You can buy tickets for that right now. That's March 22nd. Uh, Come see Sam. He's a fucking hilarious comic. Uh, There's a couple other people. There's two other openers. Uh, I'm going to be one of them. It's going to be a great time. Go buy tickets for that. Support Sam. He's a good dude. Uh, those are the two shows I got coming up, guys. So if you want to come see me do some stand-up, come out, support, do what's up. All right, guys, this has been Not Worth the Time. And don't forget, laundry detergent creates homeless people.